When looking to accomplish big global goals like meeting climate change targets, it's crucial to collaborate with others who want to pitch in with finding and creating solutions. Today, I speak with Michelle Benavides, the Executive Director of the International Society of Sustainability Professionals, also known as ISSP. ISSP is the world's leading professional association of sustainability practitioners, focusing on empowering its members and moving the sustainability profession forward. Our conversation demonstrates the importance and power of bringing people together to make a positive impact. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Michelle, thanks so much for joining us on the Sustainability Champions podcast. Great to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Thanks, Daniel. Of course. And yeah, it's great to have you. And the way I like to start these conversations is by zooming out and starting big picture with basically an elevator pitch. So what is the elevator pitch for the International Society of Sustainability Professionals? It's a mouthful. Yeah. So the International Society of Sustainability Professionals is the world's leading organization or association for sustainability professionals worldwide. So that's gonna include everyone from the high school senior that knows that they wanna do this with their entire life and wants to dedicate their career to sustainability all the way through to the experts in our field. Um, we bring everyone together to collaborate, to convene and to ensure that we have professional development pushing the field forward. Amazing. Yeah. And moving forward, as much as I want to keep calling it International Society of Sustainability Professionals, yeah. I think we can safely call it ISSP moving Absolutely. forward. And so so you work with a really broad range of people. And um, when, when you have this broad range, what are some of the, I suppose, major questions that people are coming to you asking and you know, looking for guidance or support or community? Yeah, what, what, what are people looking for? Well, so the the interesting part of the broad range of people that are coming to us is not only the aspects of, you know, are you at the very beginning of your career just dabbling in sustainability or are you full-fledged expert have been doing this for 20 years? Um, we also span the entire SDGs. So the UN Sustainable Development Goals, one to 17. Um, so really anything you can think of that has to do with sustainability and pushing pushing our future toward a more sustainable future um, really does get encompassed within ISSP. Um, so people are coming to us with, you know, I, I have a, um, I have a new role in sustainability, and I would like to make sure that I'm meeting the right people. I know what I need to know. What are great resources I can look at? Um, we might have students coming to us and saying, "I need to do this. This is what I'm destined to do," but I don't know how to get into the field. Um, we could have um, experts out there that are just. You know, they, they may be, or, or, you know, sustainability directors or whatever the case that may be, you know what, I just need to connect with others doing what I'm doing, because at the end of the day, the more that we can collaborate and start to see how someone else is tackling a challenge, the faster we'll get there to a solution. Um, so they're looking for a community and that could be found down the street, um, but often it's not. Often it's found on the other side of the globe because the problems really that we're facing across the SDGs are pretty uniform across the world in, in one way or another. Um, so a lot of times it's just looking for that community of other people doing what you're doing to make a the world a better place. Mm -hmm. And so when you say that you span the entire SDGs, what you mean by that is that the people that you represent and the companies who are part of the community are, are part of all, cover all the SDGs. 
Yes. So they're addressing the challenges across the sustainable development goals um, set out by the UN. So um, some of our members are very, very focused on the ocean, for example, while others may be very focused on, you know, nature, or they could be focused on innovation, they could be focused on solar energy, they could be, you know, it really runs the gamut of how we're addressing education, how we're addressing, um, you know, climate justice, we're um, looking at the front lines of climate action. Um, we really do have members working on every one of those SDGs and, and pushing forward those goals from, from 1 to 17. That's awesome. Um, yeah. One thing that you said in terms of, uh, you know, providing kind of resources or, or advice or something for, for people is, um, and this is something from from my own stories, I really wanted to get into sustainability. And that's part of the reason I, I started this podcast, because I've, I found, you know, getting a job in sustainability is practically impossible for someone who's not in the field. And I was um, in my late 20s when I started Sustainability Champion. So, you know, I had some experience. Um, but at the same time, there's so many more qualified people, even uh, there's just so many qualified people out there who know what they're talking about. They want to get into this broad field called quote unquote sustainability. Um, and yeah, there's, I mean, how do you compete with so many people? So with that, and I wonder, first of all, how many people there are like that? And there's probably a lot, but what advice would you give to younger me, um, you know, if I were, and, and there, maybe there's some people who are listening to this, who, who feel the same. Um, do you have any advice for someone who was in my shoes for, uh, four years ago, trying to get into the field and realizing I don't even know where to start. And there's so many more qualified people than me out there. Sure. Absolutely. So, um, there's a few answers to that question, but the number one that I usually give is to look at credentials. So, um, that is um, things like the uh, the we have credentials that we work with the, the GBCI um, who also works with the lead system manages the lead system manages other known credentials in the field. Um, we developed the sustainability excellence credentials um, many many years ago, and and they help manage it now. They they now own and manage those, um, and then we educate and, and support on that. Um, those sustainability excellence credentials are a great way to set yourself apart as an emerging professional. That's kind of what we tag those trying to get into the field and, and find their way in in the first couple of years um, is emerging professionals. That's that's the term. And uh, one of the best ways to set yourself apart really is to look at one of these credentials like the Sustainability Excellence Associate, the SEA. Um, that credential is a really great way to show someone, hey, I have this baseline level of knowledge for a sustainability professional it really spans those SDGs and can help show that potential employer, I've done my homework, I've been able to learn and to hit this threshold, and I am trainable in any specific aspect with it, with per, which pertains to this job. Hmm. Um, so, so credentials are one really great way to set yourself apart um, for better. Um, I was going to say for better or worse, but really for better. There is thousands of sustainability programs out there now in higher education. Um, many, many more uh, career professionals that are transitioning into the field as well. So yes, it is difficult. There is a lot of people getting into the field, but we need that as well. Um, so another way to really look at how you can do it is to think about what sets you apart um, and not think, not look at ways of, oh, you know, who am I or, or I don't have the experience that they might have, but to instead think of, you know, I've been doing marketing for a long time or I've been in graphic design for a long time there are things that I know that I can bring to the sustainability field that sets me apart. And it's, then it's just a matter of really showcasing those on your resume 
and working your network to find your way in. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a profession and as a world, we need as many people coming from every single walk of life in this field as possible if we're going to really face these very, very challenging times that we're in and these these solutions that we need to really push forward. Yeah, absolutely. There's a number of things that you said there that um, I'd like to to talk about, excuse me, to talk about. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, to start with the credentials make a lot of sense because first of all, like you said, you know, from an employer's standpoint, it makes it, you stand out because uh, mm-hmm. majority of people I would imagine don't have credentials. Um, so that already puts you out there. Uh, but also it actually, you do actually learn something aside from the fact that it makes you stand out. It really does give you knowledge, which can be helpful. And, and that type of education is crucial because you find out, first of all, what you're interested in. Um, and also you may learn about different companies that you didn't know about before, which opens up more opportunities to have conversations. So I think that's a really, really good point. Um, and the other thing you mentioned was the working your network, um, because I think that's mm-hmm. really important. And regardless of what industry you're in or what field you want to get into, working your network is a great way to meet people and, and get a job. And and I think that's something that ISSP really helps with is creating that network and having a built-in place where you can go meet the type of people that you're looking for. So can you, can you talk please a little bit more about that networking aspect of ISSP? Yes, absolutely. So we are kind of a unique field in that, you know, at the end of the day, we may be working as a professional for someone who's competing very directly in industry or in corporate world or whatever the case. But at the end of the day, as a sustainability profession, we understand better than most other industries how critical it is to work together. And with that comes, we tend to be as a profession very, very supportive of those coming into the work as well, because we all understand how necessary as many people being on this bus as possible um, really is. So um, that being said, through through ISSP and the collaboration that we've built and the platform that we've built, um, we really make it as easy as possible, or we strive to make it as easy as possible to connect with professionals that have been doing this for a little bit longer than you, for a lot longer than you, that might have the career that you're looking to build. And I have not come across any of our members, to be completely honest, or anyone in the field that isn't willing to help in one way or another, whether that's, you know, a 10 to 15 minute conversation. How did you do that? How are you there? What do you recommend Um, to, it could be, Hey, I have a connection. You might, you might um, actually get something, some benefit from meeting um, to, Hey, consider that credential, or maybe the sustainability program would make sense for you. Um, We're a field that understands how important it is to get the emerging professionals up and running and leading as quickly as possible. Yeah, and I think that's great. It's, I think it's also part of the the product of having, you know, the network is built into the DNA or the fabric of ISSP. Because mm-hmm. if you're going to be part of it, then there's a, I would imagine there's a bit of an expect expectation that you give and take. Um, it, it goes both ways, and and I think that's exactly what these kind of networks and communities are f- designed for. Is it allows people to um, take advantage by taking what they need, but at the same time they can give and it becomes a, a reciprocal and kind of breathing organization. Um, so you, you touched on this on collaboration, but there's also a couple of other key areas that, that you focus on in ISSP, which is capacity building and partnering mm-hmm. towards goals or toward goals. So what are those other two elements? 
capacity building, when we look at that, it's really building up the profession from a professional development perspective. So uh, that could look like the foundations of sustainability where you might be on a small sustainability team, but starting to understand that until the entire staff at your company or organization or nonprofit or local government, until everyone understands at least fundamental sustainability, you're not going to meet your goals, um, which is definitely the case for a majority of of organizations out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we provide that foundational level of sustainability education for whole teams. Um, that also looks like ways for um, a increase, again, learning through collaboration, learning through technical webinars that we put on every month. Um, we're excited to learn from sustainability champions here coming up shortly in January, um, as well as to how you all are doing this so well, um, as far as the story, the storytelling and the branding. Um, but we, we invite a conversation and we invite um, as much collaborative learning as possible and also on-demand learning as well. So capacity building through whatever way makes the most sense to you in order to keep pushing your knowledge forward to be able to be as effective as possible as a change agent in sustainability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's so important. The I just I love that term change agent. It's like a secret agent, but it's a change agent. agent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and what's cool is, um, yeah, I think the education aspect, and and we kind of talked talked about it already with the credentials, but it's so important. Uh, I think I, I've asked a number of people what they believe is you know the, the most important thing that anyone can do for sustainability, and the most common answer I hear is education like learn, uh, learn what the challenges are, understand the actual problems, because then you can figure out what the solutions are. And at the same time, study the solutions so you can see how to apply them, see how you can, how you can use them better. Um, and so I think it's, it's crucial that you provide that, that aspect and there's always room to grow. And, you know, this is, it's a relatively scientific field. So things are, are evolving and changing and we're learning and growing. So yeah, it's important to, to continue that education. I'm really glad to hear that you are encountering that that sentiment around education. Um, my biggest passion is education. I do believe that is how we will push forward. Um, I actually don't have a degree in sustainability. I have a master's in education. Okay. Um, that That is w- how I come to this field. I really feel like until everybody understands sustainability, as I keep coming back to, it, it, we're never going to hit that hit those goals. So um, we need to get as many people educated, at least to that fundamental level, that foundational level, as possible, um, so that everyone understands their place in this movement. Because at the end of the day, everybody, whether they realize it or not, needs to be a sustainability professional in some fashion. Um, that could be in their home life, that could be in their work life, that could be in any number of of ways and hats that they wear. But we're all striving for a better future for our kids. I have a five year old. And, you know, it's a very questionable world she's growing up in compared to the world that, that we may have grown up in. Um, and it is our job as, as a society and sustainability professionals at the forefront of that to find the solutions to make it a sustainable future for her to grow up in, as well as millions of other children around the world in every corner of the globe. Mm-hmm. That's very true. And there's no, there is no one solution. You know, there's, there's so many different approaches we can take. And I think going back to the fact that you span all 17 of the SDGs, that that's crucial because each one of them contributes in its own way, um, to a more sustainable, um, society and and a more sustainable environment. And, and 
yeah, I, that's why I think what, what ISSP is doing makes a lot of sense uh, because you're you're allowing everyone to work together and it also allows for cross SDG mm-hmm. collaboration, yeah. uh, which is super cool. Yeah, we uh, as a, as an industry, systems thinking is is just a very very important concept, and with that comes understanding that nothing is in silos, including these this beautiful framework of the SDGs that that we have to work off of as as and you know and they're not perfect, and we all know that. Um, but at the end of the day, they're a really great, universally agreed upon framework of where we need to go and. Um, the beauty is that everyone can find what they're passionate about and where they want to dedicate their their brain power, their their time, their energy towards a solution. There's a solution in every one of those SDGs, many, many within each SDG, and all of them are important in ways to push forward. And they have to all move forward in concert. Um, it's the only way that we're gonna we're gonna be successful. Very true. Um so that was capacity building. And then the third pillar is partnering toward goals. Uh, so what is that one about? So that really comes back to, you know, we are the leading association for professionals themselves, for the individuals within this field. But there's a lot of really great organizations out there, both for-profit and nonprofit, um, that are coming together to form these solutions to push forward on the goals as a whole and on a more sustainable future. So partnering towards the goals really comes to the core of we are not in this to do it on our own. Nobody should be. And we're here to help enable as much collaboration and um, as much communication between organizations in their specific silos, in cross sectors, whatever that looks like, um, in order to ensure that we're all partnering towards a brighter future. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. How how do you know or how do you judge your success? I mean, how do you know if ISSP is living out what it's what it's been designed to do? So one way um, that we take a look at that is ultimately when we started 18 plus years ago, very few people knew what sustainability was. And now here we are, the SEC here in the States is looking at how can they, you know, set a specific mandated framework around reporting on sustainability. It's not, it's no longer kind of a a siloed one person in a back office doing this work at some manager level or below. It's now in the boardroom, in the C-suite, really pushing forward. Everybody understands why this is so critical mission. We have these COP, you know, we just had COP27 where world leaders are coming together to understand their impacts. It's a, household, everybody understands, you know, or should understand how critical this mission is and how far reaching this mission is. That in itself is a step forward for sustainability as a whole. And, you know, that we have come up alongside that real understanding of how critical this topic is and how critical this profession is. And um, how do we measure ourselves? We look at the the way our, the that the credentials are supporting more and more professionals into the field. We look at the way that we are increasing our membership. We do have a membership as well as a broader network. Um, so how is that growing? How are we better supporting our members to hit their sustainability goals? Um, we look at how, how many organizations um, we can support to ensure sustainability is built into the fabric of how everyone does their job. Um, all of these things are, are ways that, that we're ensuring that the sustainability profession as a whole is continuing to move forward.
going to the to the membership side, uh, what mm-hmm. are the benefits of the membership, and and yeah, how, how does that part of the organization work? Sure, sure. So that's a pretty exciting uh, aspect of what we do. Um, the sustainability, the ISSP membership, um, is really a way to be able to access the uh, the the member directory and be able to connect with others in the field. Um, to really be able to access all of the best webinars that we put on, the member networking events, career showcases, which are really, really targeted towards helping emerging professionals understand how to best get into the field, get an ability to ask questions of someone who's been there and done that, um, be able to access the collaboration tools, the virtual platforms that we have, all of that comes with the, with the membership. Um, And one really exciting thing that we have in order to really help the emerging professionals into the field is a very low cost option for those that are students that are coming into the field, um, as well as we're aligned with the World Bank uh, economies. So we do have differing levels of um, cost for the membership dependent upon where you are and where where you live um, to ensure that everyone has access to these materials and this knowledge. And we do have, um, at this moment, uh, we're approaching 50% of our membership is outside of North America where we were founded. Um, so that is, you know, literally all over the globe um, from Indonesia to Germany to Kenya to Uganda to, uh, um, you know, South America, all over the place. And getting on these member calls when when members connect and you hear someone from Seattle get to connect with someone in Singapore connecting with someone that's in Africa, in Kenya, um, and hearing how much is similar in the way that they're doing what they're doing is just an invaluable aspect of, of being a part of the membership and, and being able to just forge these relationships and lean upon each other and talk things out is just an incredible opportunity um, that comes with that membership. And it must be so inspiring. I mean, if you're if you're listening to this, it must be first of all inspiring to hear, but also incredibly, I would imagine, gratifying to see people from literally all over the world having a conversation. And it's all because of the work that you're doing and the platform that you've provided. It's it's an, an incredible opportunity that I I really really just sometimes sit back when these member conversations are happening and. Um, I feel incredibly honored to be able to to be a part of this organization and to help push this this work that's happening that, you know, this is not easy work. We know this sustainability is not it, it is not rainbows and butterflies. We all yeah. know this. It's a really challenging field to be in. Um, but getting on these calls and being able to talk to people across the world, pouring their heart and soul into this work as well is a very gratifying thing to to experience and to be a part of. And especially for those that, you know, emerging professionals that maybe haven't been able to travel a whole lot um, or haven't had that opportunity, maybe um, for, for our, our, our members, you know, to be able to connect from India to someone in the U.S. or someone in China or somewhere all over the place. It's a, it's a window into what life is like and what it's like to do this work somewhere else. And um, that's something I'm, I feel very lucky to be a part of. Yeah, that's really awesome. I can I can only imagine you know seeing those conversations happening and you know just being able to sit back and just watch it unfold and knowing you know I created this and now it's well I didn't create it. I I am uh, lucky enough to be leading it right now. But we had some incredible founders um, eighteen years ago that kind of laid the groundwork for for where we where we are and and we have a governing board from across the world that that supports this work every day and. 
um, I'm very lucky that this is my job. This is what I get to do. Um, you've mentioned emerging professionals and experts a number of times. So I'm, I'm curious to know, just to ask the question point blank, what kind of people are part of the ISSP? I mean, what if, if, if I were to become a member, you know, who can I expect to meet? And I understand we've talked about spanning the entire SDGs, but, you know, just to be a little bit more specific, who, who are they and, and where are they, not from geographically, but like company-wise, sure. where are they from? Um, so company-wise, you can expect the top names, you know, Fortune 100s, mm -hmm. um, their CSROs, so Chief Sustainability and Resilience Officers, mm -hmm. might be a part of our network. Um, we have a Hall of Fame that uh, is the ISSP Hall of Fame, Sustainability Hall of Fame. Um, we have names in there of um, members that have um, invented terms that we use every day. Like um, if you're familiar with the word triple bottom line, um, that was invented by one of our one of our members, one That's of our awesome. sustainability hall of fame honorees. Um, that being said, I there's also professors at the leading cutting edge of, of research that are in our network, um, and we have an education partnership per, uh, program where we work with professors to really make sure that their their students are coming out the way that uh, coming out of these programs prepared for the field in the way that our members as employers future employers what they really need to see from uh, from students that are graduating and are, are the next you know the bench for the organ for the the profession mm -hmm. um and then as as we talked about the students as well um obviously across the entire globe that are coming into the field that's awesome. So, I mean, you really get this wide range of people, yeah. um, which yeah. is awesome because, yeah, I mean, if you're, if you, that means if you're a member, you really have access to, you're not going to need to talk to everyone. Um, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it's interesting, but you'll, you will be able to find your home and your niche there uh, of yes. individuals who, who fit what you're looking to do. Yes. And we're, we're about to introduce a whole new platform that makes that even easier. Um, that'll be coming at the beginning of the year. And I'm, I'm very cool. excited about, what opportunities that will open up to even better find your niche, as you put it, um, your community of practice um, and, and really pushing forward and meeting the right people and constantly collaborating with the right people to push your career and the work that you're doing forward. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, I mean, like you were saying earlier, this is a huge challenge that we're facing the environmental challenges and questions that are being, that we're being presented with. And it's not something that can be done on our own. It's just too big and it's, it's global as well. So it's so important that people are able to come together and discuss. And, and the, the other element is, you know, frequently, and perhaps you're seeing this as well on, on these global membership calls, it, it's so easy to think, okay, here I am sitting in my little office or at home and this little part of the country, you know, US, wherever you are, UK, doesn't matter. But there's people who are in, you were talking about Kenya or uh, Indonesia or wherever, you know, um, some- Dubai, anywhere, yeah. There's so many spots. Egypt, Sharm Exactly, Sharm el-Sheikh. Yeah, they're, they're all mm -hmm. facing their own environmental challenges, which are different than yours. And you may not even realize that. And having the opportunity to talk to them I think is inspiring as well because it gives you that sort of fire and understanding that the challenges we're seeing here, this is one type, but you know, the typhoons in Indonesia are way different than anything that I would ever experience either in London or in, or in the U S. Um, and I don't know that unless I speak to someone directly. I mean, I could read about it, but having a conversation with someone and to hear that directly from there. Yeah. 
is mm -hmm. it's very powerful especially you know it's it's challenging work that we wake up and do um it's hard to read the news it's hard sometimes to open linkedin yeah. um it is a it, it's emotionally supportive to get on the phone and really talk to someone That's who's a good point. dealing with the front lines they're they're in you know indonesia and and they're watching the sea level rise they're they're watching all of the effects right there at their doorstep and hear the amazing solutions that they're putting in place mm -hmm. and then to find out that you know if they're talking to someone in miami it's not that different there, there's also sea level rise or then you talk about resilience when it comes to the wildflower fires out west. Well, those are not that different from, than some of the wildfires that they're dealing with in Australia or you know in Europe. There, there's there's solutions that that will and can work, um, and it can be very heartening to get on the phone with someone who's also dealing with hardship, whether it's the same or another, um, and then hear, hey, but this is the solution that you're putting into place. We may not have thought of it in quite that way, but maybe we have, maybe we can collaborate and make sure, you know, we don't have, we don't have to reinvent the wheel. Um, at the end of the day, as you were mentioning, we don't have time to reinvent the wheel. Um, so the more that we can get in conversation, like you were saying, and the more that we can um, create these collaborative opportunities, the faster we can move on all of these solutions to be able to, to reach the goals that we have to reach on these solutions. Absolutely. What was the moment that you realized that this was the work that you wanted to do? Um, I was a teacher um, in public schools um, many, many years ago and started to notice um, I taught at a, a rather low income school and started to notice that increasingly my students had respiratory issues like asthma and other other ailments. And they lived in homes that maybe were not supporting their wellness. Um, and when I would talk to them and they had never had the opportunity to go out and experience nature necessarily, they literally came from school, went home, their parents, you know, were very hardworking people. They didn't have the opportunities that maybe some of the other kids had to go and experience a lot of things. They went home and they did what they had to do, but they were always indoors and it exasperated a lot of their, their issues. Uh, maybe the parts of the town that they lived in exasperated a lot of their issues because of the environment. These were all things that were not in the control of that seven-year-old. Um, and unfortunately, in public schools at the time, um, we did not have a lot of leverage to be able to teach a lot of sustainability or teach the kids, you know, you have a way that you can work towards this in your future or, um, you know, they're just, they're, te they're doing great in, in certain aspects of teaching science, but I didn't have a lot of latitude to be able to teach sustainability and teach you could be part of this solution. Um, and I just started to realize that I wanted to make a bigger impact for those kids, for my own, at the time, my future kids, I now have a daughter. Um, and I just was not okay with the way that decisions that were completely outside of their control were affecting their health and well-being and ability to thrive. Um, and that, that, kind of lit a fire of, okay, I, I need to, to do something better with, or not better, but do something um, to really push this forward on a, on a bigger scale. Um, my husband's been in this field for a very long time as well, in a, in a different way. Um, he's been in local government and has been in, in renewable energy and um, in a wide variety of green building space. Mm -hmm. And so I, I watched the impact that his work was having. And I just kind of put two and two together and said, you know what, I want to help others 
be able to create solutions like he was. Um, and that ultimately led to to this position leading ISSP. And I'm incredibly grateful for that opportunity. That's really awesome. And I, I think, yeah. yeah, I mean, teachers are, and this is a whole separate conversation. You could probably do like a 2000 episode podcast about <laughs> teaching and the importance of yeah. teachers specifically. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the, the role that teachers play in general are crucial and and specifically within the context of what we're doing. I think, you know, you're still, you said you had a master's in education. It's still, I, I think, I imagine you're constantly thinking about how can we use education? And we already talked about this. How can we use education to move this forward? Um, 100%. And, yeah. And it's such a great opportunity. Um, are, are there any future trends specifically that you'd love to see when it comes to you know, careers in sustainability or perhaps the way that communities are, are designed or work together in order to encourage and foster this kind of thinking? Um, again, just the more sustainability can be woven into the fabric of the way we do all things. Um, so whether that's systems thinking, whether that's looking at circular economy and the way we're using products, the, uh, whether that's looking at alternative transportation, um, I it's happening but not fast enough. Mm. Um, sustainability needs to be at the forefront of how we're moving in, in all directions. Um, and that also incorporates within, you know, if you look at higher education, um, we, we briefly touched on in higher education, there's a ton of new sustainability programs popping up, but they're still very um, different dependent upon what college they happen to follow within with the professors that happen to be pulled into teaching sustainability. Um, which is, you know, it's amazing to see that happening. And I'm really grateful to see the growth in the industry and in the field. Um, but we need to continue to move towards that fundamental knowledge across all, you know, college students, um, across all, all majors, across K through 12, when you look at public school, um, across all aspects of all jobs, like we were talking about at the end of the day, everyone is a sustainability professional and we need to continue to move in that direction where everybody understands how they fit into this puzzle. Um, that will only, you know, that will accelerate impact and accelerate action substantially if we can mm -hmm. continue to weave it into everything that we do. Yeah, I can see that. And that's, it's a big, uh, it's a big task. Um, but I think yeah. there's, there's a lot of momentum moving in that direction. It's um, happening in the finance sector, mm -hmm. um, which is always a very, very important piece of the puzzle. Yep. Um, you're seeing way, I mean, ESG, the growth of ESG right now and the importance of what's happening in the ESG specific sector and in reporting and what's happening um, with boardrooms really understanding the importance of this work. Um, it's happening. It's just cannot happen fast enough. Yeah. And um, with that momentum happening, do you feel optimistic about the future of the environment? I am an eternal optimist, but nice. yes, um, there is there is solutions that can solve this problem. Science has solutions for us. There's a lot of politics that sometimes can can get in the way, mm -hmm. um, but the world is is the people are coming together. The youth is coming together. You see that with Gre Greta Thunberg. Um, you see that across every community in the world, um, we understand that this is our future and um, the youth is, is at the forefront of, of making sure that we don't ignore it. Um, is it scary? Is it impactful? Is it very much uh, making every other 
climate, the climate crisis is making every other problem that the world is facing that much worse. And we know that, um, but COVID showed us that it's pretty powerful when the world comes together to solve a problem. Yeah. Um, we just need to continue to push forward on solutions and continue to pay attention, but it is possible. Mm -hmm. I am optimistic. That's awesome. I have um, to be, I have to be, or how do you do this work? That's what I keep saying. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very optimistic about it. Um, it's easy to get pessimistic, especially if you start mm -hmm. really reading the news a lot, which is why I, I don't, um, because um, it's, it's just overwhelming. And, and that's, you know, my story in terms of part of what sustainability champions is designed to do is to demonstrate that there are a lot of people out there who are taking action and finding these incredible solutions and, and you're seeing them as well. And we have, there's a lot of overlap in terms of ISSP and sustainability champions, because there are so many people all over the world who see these same challenges and they choose to do something about it. And, um, yeah. and it's amazing and it's inspiring and hopefully it gets others to want to get involved and also take action, even if it's something small and just a daily habit change, it all adds up. Absolutely. It, yeah. And those, those are sometimes just as important, you know, the, they all, they all incrementally add on to each other. And that's why we love what you guys do so much because it does show the world the positive side of, you know, anyone can be a solution maker and a change agent in this world. Even if, you know, you're just showing your kids a better way to treat the earth and to treat the planet and to treat others around them. I mean, it's not just about nature, of course, that's critical, um, but it comes back to social justice and it comes back to just being a good human that's trying to make the world an even better place at the end of the day. And um, that's what the SDGs kind of give us that, that goal and that target to strive towards is a fair and just place for everyone on this planet from 17 different angles. Um, but, but I, I am optimistic that we can get there. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really glad to hear it. And it's, it's always great to find other optimistic people yeah. because it's yeah, hard. It is hard. <laughs> and um, the news makes it difficult to, to stay yeah. focused on that optimism. Uh, if, so, if someone wants to join the ISSP or just learn more about what, what you do or how they can get involved, where is the best place to go for them? We are at sustainabilityprofessionals.org. Um, we also have a LinkedIn group, which is a wonderful, very active place to communicate. Um, but our you can join our membership right from sustainabilityprofessionals.org. And uh, we look forward to, to featuring your work on Sustainability Champions in January on our webinar as well to ensure that um, everybody understands the importance of storytelling and the importance of getting these positive messages out there and how they can do that as well. Um, so thank you for this opportunity to, to be here and have this conversation. Yeah, well, thank you, Michelle. Really appreciate your time and best of luck with everything that you're working on and all this collaboration that you're, you're fostering and creating. It's as we've said already more than once, it's much needed. And I think it's, it's the way that we will be able to solve these challenges. So thank you for your work as well. Agreed. And, and thank you for what you're doing. And I look forward to continuing to work together. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you.
Globechain is the largest and fastest growing ESG reuse marketplace that helps companies become more sustainable, save money, and achieve their ESG and SDG targets. Globechain connects companies from the construction, retail, hospitality, and office sectors with nonprofits, small businesses, and people to redistribute unneeded items, reducing waste from going to landfill. From fixtures and fittings going to thrift stores and being upcycled by fashion students to construction material being reused to help build schools, items are requested super quickly and help generate impact to local communities. So far, Globechain has diverted over 58 million kilograms of items from landfill, and they've helped over 50 million people across the world, saving them 350 million pounds through reuse. Check them out at globechain.com.